but from ladbrokes.com.au, a uh, very good friend of mine. I've, I've loved watching this guy's journey through the ranks and uh, what he's produced. A bit uh, of TV, a bit of, bit of me, me. He's a legend of Australian turf and he's a, well, he's a gun. And that's Nick oh. Quinn. G'day, Nick. Jack was, where are you blokes? I'm at the flower drum like you told me. I've got the wine list here. The entrees are coming out shortly because what's going on? I thought we'd be having dinner by now because I'm led to believe that was as one quote the debt of a small nation on the Melbourne Cup we're going to celebrate. Oh, I might, have, might have had a little bit thanks to uh, another company that's probably ready for a buyout now, I would think, given the... <laughs> Although the, the favourite didn't get up, if that had, you would have been uh, been able to buy it out. But um, I'm actually two for two with that betting company's little little uh, gimme. So very happy, very happy indeed. So maybe I'll wait another half an hour or 45 minutes to get. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm on I can my just way. see the duck out the back, and that has got Jack's name all over it. I reckon. Yeah, no, on my way. I had to uh, come up and get a special bottle of red then, and uh, so we're, we're still up in the valley. Uh, come on, lads. Speed it up. <laughs> So, Nick, uh, tell us about yesterday, mate. Uh, extraordinary race and gold trip. Well, uh, sort of um, surprise winner in the end. Yeah, he was quite a betting drifter on race day. Following the barrier draw, he was $15 into 11, but then on race day, he's from 11 out to 21. And then a couple of the outsiders, Emissary and High Emotion, both ran terrific races. But gold trip, just so unique that this is just his second career victory and his first in Australia. We know he was an eye-catching runner-up in the Caulfield Cup, and I think it's safe to say, I don't like to be critical of jockey, but finished further back in the Cox Plate because of pilot error. I don't think anyone would disagree that that's been too hard there on the steer when he ran probably the best ninth of all time in the Cox Plate, but came out yesterday, was strong through the line. It did look for a fleeting moment like Emissary was going to run straight Mm -hmm. past him. Emissary just ducked in a little bit, but by the same token, I also feel that Gold Trip was running away from Emissary on the line. And Gold Trip, a terrific winner and could potentially be back in 12 months' time. And I think we might have seen another horse yesterday that could potentially be back in 12 months' time in the Melbourne Cup. Now, this is a horse that won race number two on the program, the Macca's Run. If I keep saying the Macca's Run, oh, yeah. I'll get a coffee sponsorship. <laughs> but White Marlin, a spectacular-looking yes. horse, and absolutely bolted in. And there has been early money for that horse to win the Melbourne Cup next year. So, Punter's very impressed, and it's always great to see those grey horses win, especially in the wet, and that's what we got there yesterday. I went straight to the the next year's market with, with that horse. <laughs> um, but we just had uh, Zach Purton on, and it, is, it was a funny little description of um, Gold Trip sort of lead-up, calling his running the Cox Plate a nice little barrier trial. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it was the intention. I think they would much rather have finished fourth and finished closer, but I think if they had gone to the outside, that would have been the case, but it wasn't to be. And the horse is obviously very, very tough to come through the Caulfield Cup, the Cox Plate, and then peak on Melbourne Cup Day. is just a terrific performance. And the Ma Eustace team, they are just going from strength to strength. When we lost Darren Weir to that suspension a couple of years ago, we thought there might be a massive void in the training ranks. Well, They've just picked up where DK has left off. A lot of those similar colours and owners and whatnot have gone across to the team, and they're doing a great job, and it really is a terrific team. Like uh, You talk about how good those guys are in their roles, but they've got so many people that a lot of us wouldn't know by name or even sight that are just such an integral part of that team's success. And Kieran was very quick to identify that because it is the truth, and as a result of having such a great staff, Kieran and David get to do what they do best and Kieran can focus on the horses and David can 
do what he has to do and focus on the placement and that's why they do such a good job because everything else is taken care of so well they've got like the best recruiters in footy terms that go to the sales that go around the world and make sure the best cattle are in their stable now we can we were talking up the trainers what about yourself mate you're uh, you're flying in the uh in the racing world and uh you've, you've been through the tally you've been through uh other bits and pieces here at Ladbrokes. So what else are you, you sort of whereabouts else are we going to see you? Well, just doing my best at the moment to try and stay involved. But I tell you what, you get you come down to earth pretty quickly because Monday the TV studio was out of action. So we had to go to Ballarat to cover the races and the indoor studio was out of place. So we stood outside in the Ballarat rain for eight hours on a seven degree day. <laughs> and it's pouring down with rain. And it's just a nice little reminder to not get ahead of yourself in life because you can get brought back down to earth very, very quickly. But a lot of the trainers and jockeys did find it very humorous. That's where we were situated. And Calvin McAvoy, terrific trainer, but he did come up to me and say, just be careful. I think your hair dye is starting to run in that rain. So everyone just having a little jab at me, so you take it on board, but it was good fun, it was good banter. It seems to be a very enjoyable sort of industry with a lot of good personalities. Who do you go to for your tips, though? Look, you're spot on, it's a great industry to cover, and the reason it's so good is, every time you're doing something, it's positive. Now, you think about AFL media, what are the big stories? Either a Mm. coach has been sacked, a player's in trouble, a player's been suspended, at the end of each footy season... One team wins the flag and every other team's left disappointed. And a lot of the times, unfortunately, with footy, it's the negative stories that create more publicity. The reality is with the Melbourne Cup, no one really cares about who's beaten. You're not going to interview the seventh place getter and quiz them what went wrong. All the focus goes on to the winner. So in my role, I'm either interviewing people in the lead-up to races and they're excited, they're pumped, they've got their horse there, or you're congratulating the winners after the race. So it's all positive. So I think that's what makes the job so good for me is you get the best of both worlds. And the other side is, obviously, everyone wants to interview the footy players and the footy coaches, and I think they do a terrific job in spreading themselves. But it's different with the racing, where they want the attention. They are selling their businesses. Jockeys want to be on TV. They want to be on radio because a lot of the times that helps build their brand and their profile and they get more rides. Mm. Similar with the trainers. If you see or hear a really impressive trainer, you're more likely to want to go in a horse with that particular person. So therefore, it really is a win-win. Where I feel with when footy players do interviews, they're almost on a hiding to nothing. Like, what's the best case scenario for one of those footy players doing an interview where the worst side is if they say the wrong thing or they're being interviewed because they're in that spot for the wrong reason? There's not a lot of good that comes from it. So personally, that's what I like about it. You just get to celebrate the wins and when you lose, just like having a punt, you say, okay, we move on. <laughs> Fair Fantastic. Uh, so, Nick, uh, tomorrow is Oaks Day and uh, Saturday is the Champions Day. Is that what they're calling it? Um, it is, and Saturday is going to be sensational. Day. If you're thinking about going to one of the two days, I'll help you out. Oh. Go Saturday. Yeah. That's <laughs> as good as I've seen. Very yeah. good. Uh, now, tell us, have you got any tips uh, or any insight into who, who wins the uh, the Oaks tomorrow and then perhaps uh, some of Saturday's races? Go on, we'll just get your pen and paper out. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, mate, I'm asking Woz. He's, he's, <laughs> he's just spent half the show talking about his batting at 100% with a certain betting agency. I want to know if he's going to go three from three on something tomorrow. Oh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> probably not. I did have a look. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Robbie Griffiths fan, so... I don't even think he's got a runner, but 
No, I'm not sure yet. I was, I was actually, I heard you were on the show. I was waiting for you. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take charge then, okay? Yep, thank you. We'll head, to Saturday, we'll head to Saturday. I think Saturday's yep. a better, better betting program. I'm going to give you three tips. One of them's at double figure odds. The other, they're, they're short, but they should be winning. Now, race six, number one, Nature Strip. The best printer in the world. He had his colours lowered last start in the Everest. And as a result, he's a backable price tomorrow. He's, or Saturday, he's $2.10. With Giga Kick six dollars now, Giga Kick's the horse that won the Everest for mine. They are way too close together in the market. More than happy to bet at the double my money there on Nature Strip. The other one that looks a really good bet is Race Eight Number Seven Animo. The Cox Plate mm-hmm. winner goes to Flemington. He's four from four this preparation. He faces a similar field that he comfortably beat in the Cox Plate, and he'll win again for mine. That's Race Eight Number Seven. And before you get stuck into me finally tipping favourites, <laughs> I've got one in the last at twelve dollars that I think will be winning. Race nine, number 14, hypothetical. Hypothetical is real, like the little gag there. (laughs) She's won three in a row, steps up in grade, but was very impressive first up from a spell. And I like the 1,100 metres. She's won both her starts over this distance, and I think she'll salute again. So that's race nine, number 14, hypothetical. Just as I look now, $12 on the fixed odds. There's your promo, gents. Should we get the chocolates in the last race at Flemington? Well, we might multi the first two up, although I did... Back giga kick in the Everest as well, so I'm actually having a pretty good run. I'm not even making this up. Two ducks, extra fried rice, yep. and there's the wine list, please. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they'll, they'll be here. The others are coming. Don't don't clear those places. Sorry, guys. Well, <laughs> a, little, a little bit of a confusion here. They didn't think you were coming. They were trying to take your place, Matt. So I'm assured that you're not far away. I'll find you one and I'll I'll, I'll get I'll send it through the text with with Jack and <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you do that just yeah. make sure you get even this duck I can't hold you will be right. Hey mate, we'll leave it there. Um, we'll be we'll there in a second. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time, Nick. It's always a pleasure. Great to chat, lads. You ring me anytime. Thanks, Winnie. Here we come. Oh, Nick Quinn, uh, ladbrokes.com.au. What a superstar! A couple of tips for us. Oh, they're all. He's, he's, he's when you, yeah, but when you see other guys that 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 work in that area yeah. on the TV and etc., the Richos and uh, yeah. all of them, they're all just oh, they're happy all, and yeah. oh, that's full it. of beans. The way he described it, then was spot on. Yeah, everyone's happy. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, you're either yeah. leading up to be happy, or you're happy. And like as I said, I don't bet heavy. I don't. No. I'm not a huge gambler. <laughs> and I, I like. I, I like to think I do it responsibly. It's, yes. a, it's a pastime, but. Uh, I, I enjoy it when I'm not gambling as oh. well. So, um, yeah. What a superstar Nick Quinn was. Uh, <laughs> look, we got to keep, oh, is, and always will be.